lot of preaching to do, and y'all ain't going to like none of it, so we got to get started, all right? And uh, take your Bibles and turn to the book of Titus, and uh, Titus, and uh, that is after the book of Timothy, or 2 Timothy, uh, kind of help you out. If you find uh, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, and uh, you'll be in the right area, all right? If you find the book of Hebrews, and go backwards, all right, and uh, you go past Philemon. And uh, I had a girl in my youth group, her middle name was Philemon, and she, she called it uh, Philemon. I'm like, what? She said her, her middle name was Philemon. I said, you know this, it's pronounced Philemon, right? And uh, anyhow, but uh, uh, anyhow, it is what it is. I almost preached out of Philemon. Hey, man, my mind's been everywhere. Like, I, I, I've been studying Ephesians. Uh, I've been in Philemon. I've been, I mean, I've been everywhere. So there ain't no telling what you're going to get tonight, all right? Titus, how many of you are there? All right, if you hadn't found it, you probably won't. We're in chapter number two, all right? We're going to read most of this chapter. We're going to read into chapter number three. I told you there's a bunch to hear, all right? And so uh, we're going to look at this. I entitled this The Classroom of the Church, all right? And uh, this book was written uh, to uh, Titus uh, by the Apostle Paul. Paul had sent him to the island of Crete. And he was there uh, dealing with the Cretans, and they weren't, uh, uh, they were Gentiles, and they, was a, they were a rough bunch. We'll just leave it at that. But Paul sent him there with the idea of setting the church in order. And so we're going to look at that tonight as we go through this. We'll look at the classroom of the church. And how many of you know this? We still need some teaching. All right, we do. We still need some teaching, and I, I think this will be a blessing to you. Well, it'll be a blessing to you at some point. It might be after you calm down from being mad, but it will be a blessing to you, all right? So uh, we'll start reading in verse number one of chapter two, all right? The Bible says this, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Uh, before I get any farther, let me just say this. In chapter number one, uh, he's telling him to set the affairs or set the order of the church. He's telling him to find elders or bishops, and he gives them a uh, qualifications of those bishop uh, of a bishop. And then he talks about those that are teaching falsely and how he is to handle them. But when we come to chapter number two, he's dealing with. Uh, we're going to see here in a moment. Everybody in the church, all right? So he, he starts this off and he says he's teaching Titus. He's telling Titus, writing to Titus to tell him what to teach. And this is what he says. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, all right? That's sound teaching, all right, of the things of the faith. All right, number two, uh, verse number two. That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith in charity, and in patience, all right? Everybody help me right here, all right? How many of you know what an aged man is? Thank you, brother. I, I, I appreciate that, all right? Because here's what the problem is. Most of us in here don't realize that most of us that get to my age, I'm 48 years old, we're aged men, all right? And uh, if you got gray anywhere in any part of your face or hair, you are considered an aged man. You're not a young man. Can I get a witness? Every morning I get up, I'm reminded I'm not a young man anymore. Every time I fall down, 
I'm reminded I am not a young man anymore, all right? I don't know why we have such a problem with getting older. Everybody has to, everybody wants to, they want to keep moving the age of, of the old man up and up and up and up. I need somebody to help me. I think I passed it at 35, all right? And uh, I, I waved goodbye to it at 35. Now, you got somebody like Brother uh, Jim in here, and he was around when Noah was, but... Uh, uh, I, ha- I, I wasn't, he's just an aged, aged, aged old man, all right? And so anyhow, and uh, he's over there, he's throwing his hands up and doing everything because he's 84, 85, 84, 85. How old are you? 81. 81. <laughs> I thought you was 85, brother. You look it. Anyhow, anyhow, let's move on. All right, no, I'm just messing with him. He's throwing his hands up because I said 48's old, all right? Uh, but... The aged men in the church, when we're designating aged men in the church, we are designating the men that should be the leaders in the church. Can I get a witness? All right. And so uh, uh, we're not talking about 20-year-olds here. We're not talking about uh, people in their 30s here. All right. They'll have another classification. All right. So we have the aged men there to be sober. And uh, man, this is, I, I, I really, I'll be honest with you. And when you do a word study on this thing, that word sober right there means you're not to drink. Is everybody all right? I, I, here, listen, I need everybody to hear me. That's exactly what that word is. Now, you can try to change it up all you want to, but that's what that word means, all right? That we're not to be given to drink. We're not to, uh, to be any drink, all right? We're to be grave. That means we're to be serious and we're to be temperate. That means we're to be under control and we're to be sound in faith. We ought to know what we believe. Everybody all right? I need somebody to help me. We need the older men, the older men in the church, the aged men, they ought to know what they believe. They shouldn't be rocking back and two, wondering what they believe and, 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 and going back and two on this thing, all right? They need to be in charity. I need somebody sound in faith and sound in charity, all right? That word charity means in love. I need somebody to help me, all right? Why does all them older men got to be so grumpy? Right? I, don't be laughing now. You was grumpy the whole time we've been in church, being all over there puffed up and everything else. All right? You're just supposed to be sound in charity. I mean, you've been on this earth long enough to know that you need to love one another. Amen. Is everybody all right? I'm getting into the sermon. I ain't even wanting to get into it yet, all right? And we're supposed to be sound in patience, and God help me right here. But this isn't waiting on the Lord. This is enduring. This is going through, pressing on. This is what the aged men are supposed to do. In other words, we're not to quit. We're not to give up. We're not to back down. Is everybody with me? All right. right. We're not done. So if aged men, everybody say, all you older men with grace, say, do it. I mean it. All right. We're moving on. Okay, here we go. Number three, verse number three, the aged women. Mm. Yes. Go ahead and tell some of y'all. Some of y'all don't. Some of y'all been lying to everybody, trying to convince everybody you're still 29. You ain't. All right, you an aged woman. All right, you ain't got to like it. You ain't got. I ain't asking you what your age is. I'm just telling you, let the Holy Spirit guide you. Some of you have been lying to everybody. I'm 35. I'm 39. Knowing you 45, 40 years old. Is everybody all right? You an aged woman. Don't get quiet on me. I need some men to. Be men. So the Bible tells the aged women likewise. What does that mean? That they are to be like the men. 
I doesn't mean be like the men in their, in, in their actions or anything like that, but the teaching, what the men are commanded to be here, the women are likewise. Is everybody with me? All right, so they're to be likewise. Here, here we go. So the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. All right, is everybody all right? Men, we didn't have that one. I need somebody to say Amen. Now, we, we got to be it too, but anyhow, as becoming holiness, not false accusers. Oh boy, we're having some fun now. I mean, it's getting lively up in here. Hallelujah, you're hanging from the ceilings. Woo! All right, we can't, ladies, you older ladies, you can't be false accusers. You know what that means? That if you don't know what the truth is, shut your mouth. Amen. You're not to go out there and spread a lie. You're not. I need somebody. Is everybody all right? I got, I'm, I got people mad at me already, but I'm going to have some fun with this, all right? That means that you don't get on Facebook and run your mouth about something you had no business running your mouth about. Not false accusers. Hey, not giving to much wine. I don't know why. We were told we can't have any, but apparently to live with us, Requires that the women have a little bit, all right? I'm just reading the Bible. All the independent fundamentalists tell me I have to stick with the Bible. I'm just sticking with the Bible. It says that you can't be given to much wine, which would imply that you might need some having to deal with the man you're sitting next to. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So my wife, her wine is called NyQuil. We call that Baptist liquor where I came from. Is everybody all right? So I'm reading the bottle the other night and it's alcohol free. And Michelle said, what? <laughs> Not giving them much wine. But look here, here we go, here we go. Let's get back on track. Teachers of good things. All right, teachers of good things. Is everybody all right? That means that the women, the aged women are to be teachers of good things. All right, let's move on to verse number four. We really got to get through some teaching here. That they may teach, what, what is the women, what are they to be, they're to be teachers of good things. Why? That they may teach the young women. All right, how many of these young women? Three. <laughs> Bless God. All right, we're starting to get a few more up in here. All right, you got a baby in your lap? You a young woman, all right? Amen. She's like, I thought I was old. <laughs> all right. Hey, the young women. So we are, the, the older ladies are to teach the young women to be sober. Now, this doesn't mean what it meant for the men. I'm, I'm just telling you, I looked up the word. For the men, it meant we wasn't supposed to drink wine. For the women, it means they're to be of a, or the young women, they're to be of a sound mind. To love their husbands. Who would have thought that we would have to teach a woman, a young lady, to love their husbands? But in the society that we live in today, I need somebody to help me. They're taught to rule over their husband. And so the young men, the young women need to be taught by the aged women to love their husbands and to love their children. Is everybody all right? Let's move on. Is it Bible or not? Am I reading from the Bible or what? 
I, I mean, I know I'm reading from the screen, but is that what lines up in your Bible? Because it's exactly what lines up in mine. Verse number four, or verse number five, to be discreet, chase, keepers at home, good. Now, hey, let's just go ahead and say this. This ain't what's being taught anymore. I, I, need, I know some people's going to get mad when I say this. But we got women that's running out there into the workplace and leaving the children. I need somebody. I, I'm just going gonna, gonna to do it. Y'all can just get mad at me, all right? Put it on, put it on YouTube, whatever you want to do. But go ahead and get your phones out because this ain't, this ain't what the world's going to teach you. We got a bunch of ladies that are running into the workforce to compete with a man for money. And what you're doing is you're throwing your kid to somebody else. You're throwing your kid to wolves. And then you're going to come back to the church when you're an aged woman and you're going to tell the preacher, I don't know what happened to my children and why they ain't in church. The reason they're not at church is because you've handed them over to somebody else to train them. And they've trained them according to the way that they believe. And they hand them back to you for a few hours each night. And that child all of a sudden is taking on their personality. He's taken on, he or she is taking on their beliefs. Is everybody all right? I thank God I was able to do this. And me and Michelle, me and Michelle when, when we, we got married, when I, I got married at 18 years of age. And my wife worked around the house. I went to work. I worked shift work. And my wife raised my children. I need somebody to help me. I ain't saying you ain't got to do Hey, you got to do that. Ladies, don't get mad at me. But this is where we're at in this world today. Man, every single day there's a new video posted of some kids getting beat up in the school. and every, I need somebody to help me. I'm just going to go ahead and tell y'all now, if somebody jumps my grandson or my granddaughter in school, y'all going to have to bail me out of jail. Amen. I'm not going after the kid. <laughs> I, never mind. Let's just move on, all right? Don't put that on YouTube, okay? All right. Now, to be discreet, to be chaste, to keepers at home, good. Obedient to their husbands. Everybody say that with me, all the ladies. Every lady, I want you to read that with me. Obedient to their own, say it again, come on. Obedient to their own husbands. <laughs> we got people coughing over here. We got some problems over here. Y'all want to go ahead and have an altar call right now? Is this Bible or not? Ladies, help me out. Is this Bible or not? All right. How many of y'all need an altar call right now? Uh, well, the men's pointing you out if you're not willing to do it, all right? All right. <laughs> hey. Now, hey, my job is to preach the whole counsel of God. Are y'all okay? I can't skip over parts just because all you ladies don't agree with them. So does it say it or not? Was it added to your Bible or is it in my Bible? Is it, has I, have I added it to the Bible or was it already in there? All right. So, obedient to their own husbands. Why? That the word of God be not blasphemed. Be not evil spoken of. Verse number six. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. Once again, the same thought process for the young women 
is for the men. Do y'all see the word likewise? It basically compares or it basically connects what's already been taught and said likewise. You're likewise, and then you are to exhort these young men to be sober-minded. The Bible goes on in verse number 7 and it says, In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. Now, who's writing? Paul, who's he writing to? Titus. So is this verse for the aged men, the aged women, the young uh, women or the young men, or is this verse for Titus? In all things, showing thyself. It's for Titus. Is everybody with me? All right, so now we're talking to the preacher. Now we're talking to the pastor. All right, let's see what it's got to say about him. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness or integrity. In other words, don't get up there and preach your soapbox. This is what most people consider good preaching nowadays is when somebody gets up there and rants about something that's going on uh, uh, in today's society. But this has the meaning of having integrity and staying in the Word of God. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity or, or seriousness and sincerity. All right, this is for me. Is everybody all right? Sound speech that cannot be condemned. In other words, let's not, don't, don't contradict what's going on. Don't contradict yourself don't, and definitely don't contradict the word of God. That cannot be condemned. That he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed. In other words, those that would come against you would be ashamed. Why? Because you're staying with the Word of God. Is everybody all right? All right, now the Bible says here, having no evil thing to say of you. But the meaning here is having no evil report to be accused of. All right? Uh, uh, listen, as long as, you, as long as you're breathing, somebody's going to have something bad to say about you. Can I get a witness? There is somebody that don't like you. I'm going to go a step further. There's a lot of people that don't like you. I'm going to go a step further. A lot of those friends you have on social media, they don't like you. They're just there to make sure <laughs> that they get plenty of ammunition to use against you. And so we're having no evil thing to say. You are, you are, I am. To use the Word of God, to teach the Word of God with such integrity that somebody that would come and be contrary to it would end up being ashamed. And boy, I'm going to tell you something. If you throw Bible into some of these accusations, you'll find out these people get real ashamed. There's a lot of people that have beliefs and no Bible to back it up. Say, Come on. I need somebody to say, say on, say on, say on. Yeah. There's a lot of accusations about preachers, about everybody else, about Christians and everything else, and they got no Bible to back it up with. Verse number nine, let's move on. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters. We've done moved on to another group. Does everybody see this? We've gone aged men. We've gone aged women. We've gone the young women. We've gone the young men. We've gone to the pastor, and now we're going to the servants. 
Say, preacher, servants ain't right. It ain't right having a servant. I agree 100%. Matter of fact, if you get in the book of Philemon, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, Paul, he pleads uh, that uh, when Oniphorus comes back, that he is to receive him not as a servant, but as a son. Is everybody all right? And so don't think for one minute that Paul is, uh, um, uh, is approving of servanthood. He's teaching according to their culture. And he's telling them, exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again. All right? That means not talking evil of their masters. Let's go on to verse number 10 because it continues on. Not purloining. That means not stealing from their master, but showing all good fidelity or good faith. They're to do it. And hey, listen here. Can I just go ahead and say this? This applies to us on the work site. Uh, we're, not to, we're not to be speaking evil of our employer. We're not to be stealing from our employer. And we're supposed to be living with all good fidelity in front of our employer. That, why? That they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. Now, this is the only class in, 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 this, in this whole thing, in this whole scripture. This is the only group of people that Paul uses this phrase that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. In other words, that they may put on. In other words, to adorn is to dress up or, or, or to accessorize. So when they do these things, when we behave correctly in front of people, we adorn ourselves with the doctrine of God, our Savior in all things. Man, I thought that was interesting. You may not think that's interesting, but of all the people that he talked to about that, they were the one group that he said, when you do these things and when you behave like you're supposed to, you're putting on, you're adorning the doctrine. You are living it. It is in full blast in front of them. We're going to move on. But we're going to move on to uh, chapter 3 and verse number 1. Don't worry, we'll come back. Because he's still teaching us what to teach. So in chapter number 3 and in verse number 1, he goes on and he says, put them in mind. Who would that be? The church, okay, but all the classes we've done talked about. Is everybody all right? Right? Age men, age women, young women, young men, the pastor or teachers, and the servant. Is everybody with me? Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. That means that we are... To be good to, mm, we are to be good to those in authority. This means the police. Is everybody all right? I, I could help a lot of folks out. If you don't want to be tased, don't be stupid. I need somebody to help me. Now, I know there are some rare occasions. I do know that there are, but I need somebody to help me. I pull over. I turn the truck where they can see through it. I got every window down in the truck. 
I got my hand securely around the steering wheel. When he walks up to the vehicle, most times they walk up and say, hey, how you doing? Is everybody all right? I get out of so many tickets, I'm trying to help y'all, all right? I make them feel as comfortable as I possibly can because I don't want to be a statistic. <laughs> We're to be subject to those principalities, to the rules of the land, to the law of the land, which I still have a problem with. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I think driving the speed limit, it, it ought to be against the law. I need somebody to help me. I was on the phone with Michelle today and I had a woman in front of me and she stopped in the middle of the road. She stopped in the middle of the road because there was a bus sitting there at a stop sign. We didn't have a stop sign. I'm going to need all the ladies to listen to me. When you don't have a stop sign, you're not required to stop. When there's traffic behind you, it's best if you don't stop. She just stops in the middle of the road and waves the bus through. Is everybody all right? I'm on the phone with Michelle and I said, I got an idiot in front of me. I said, apparently they give out licenses like Joe Biden gives out money to Ukraine. Hey, is everybody all right? Just say you need one and they'll give it to you. Lord help, we got some idiots today driving around in Lowndes County. I ain't done. Bus gets out in front of us. Praise God, I get to be stuck behind the bus. Hallelujah. We move on. There is a piece of moss, a ball of moss. I'm going to go over here and say it on this side. There is a ball of moss in the road. This woman slams on brakes. Apparently afraid to run over Spanish moss. She drives off the road in somebody's yard. Hey, if this is you, get right with God. You ain't even saved. She rode off in somebody's yard to drive around the moss. I'm just telling y'all, I battle. I went around her sideways and pointed at my Calvary sticker. I, she probably thought I was cussing, but I said, you need Jesus. Just telling you how to use that sticker, all right? We're to obey the laws. We are to, obey, we are to be, we got to move, man. We ain't going to get through none of this. Verse number two, to speak evil of no man. Should have read verse two before I got into that story. Is everybody with me? I, I probably should have read verse two before I did that. It's too late now, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all. God, I'm, I'm sorry I called her an idiot and a moron and all them other words I called her. I don't remember them all, but you do, Lord. 
to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Let me give you the outline because I ain't got time to preach it all. But talking about the classroom of the church, I noticed the classes. We've already gone over the aged men, the aged women, the young men, uh, women, the young men, the pastor, and the slaves. In other words, the, 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 the classroom of the church involves the entire church. Is everybody with me? The curriculum is sound doctrine. We are to teach these things. As a matter of fact, at the end of chapter number 2, this is what is spoken to Titus. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. In other words, Titus, you have a responsibility. Preacher, you have a responsibility to teach sound doctrine. But it's not just the preacher. Why? Because their conduct shows us that every single class, every person in the church has a responsibility to teach somebody else. Does everybody see that? I have the responsibility of teaching us all. Uh, uh, the aged men have a responsibility of teaching the young men. The aged women have a responsibility of teaching the young women. The young men and the young women have a responsibility of teaching their children. The slaves have a responsibility of teaching their masters. Does everybody see how this works out? We put so much emphasis and we put so much of a load on one or two individuals in the church when we all have the responsibility to teach and to live in front of one another. When we look at their conduct, we see that they're to be sober-minded, which means to be reasonable, under control, and disciplined. My question to you tonight, no matter which class you're in, are you reasonable? Are you uh, 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 under control? Are you disciplined? Because if the church is to function the way the church is supposed to function, if the church is to be set in order, then everybody has to be doing their part. I need, is everybody all right? That means that the young men can't get frustrated because the old men are trying to teach them something. That means that the old men can't get frustrated because the young men ain't like us. Man, this is something that I had to learn. I, these kids of the day ain't like us. They're not going to be like us. They're not going to have the values that we have. 
But it's our responsibility in the church, come on, help me, y'all, to teach them. The same with the, the older ladies, to teach them. And then the young ladies, you have the responsibility to not only teach your children, but to receive teaching. Young men too. We all remember when we were teenagers and thought we knew everything. You find out later in life, you were dumb. I'm not supposed to speak evil, but I'm not. You're just dumb, all right? It's the truth. Their conduct shows they're to be sober-minded, reasonable, under control, disciplined. They were to teach and they were, listen, everybody look at me. They were to set an example. None of this do as I say not as I do. Anybody get that when they was a youngin? Man, my mama would cuss at me. I need somebody to help. She, she can listen to tea. I don't care if she's on the, listening right now. My mama would cuss at me and then go to church and praise the Lord in her little choir. Is everybody all right? But God help, I cussed. Going to wash my mouth. Come on, ladies, don't get mad. Don't get, we're going to wash your mouth out with soap. Too close. I got you. Yeah, you, you are too close. <laughs> Jesse, you might want to move down one more seat. I can remember, I can remember getting in trouble for smoking. I got put on restriction and I got my butt beat when my daddy put his cigarette out and took his belt off. Is everybody all right? Hypocrite. We are to be an example. Age men, you don't like the way society is? Be an example of what it should be. Aged women, you don't like the way society is? Be an example of what it should be. We have a responsibility to each other. The classroom of the church has many teachers, many classes, but everybody has to be involved. Is everybody all right? So we see their classes, we see their curriculum, we see their conduct. Lastly, we see their consideration, and I read it in, verse, in chapter 3. It says their consideration. I want you to notice, first off, the mess that we survived. Verse number 3 of chapter 3. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, Deceived, serving divers' lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Can I get a witness? Before we start railing on them, before we start looking down our nose at somebody else, let's remember where we came from. Let's remember where we came from. We ourselves also were sometimes all of those things we accuse them of being. Have you ever looked at your kids and you was mad at them, but you've seen yourself in them? I need somebody to help me. I, I, I mean, you want to beat your child? Used to, we'd just laugh. Because me and Michelle, you could see me and a lot of my, if the kids were rebellious, you could see me in it. Is everybody all right? Michelle, she never, she was just all, she was just the sweetest little thing and all that. 
But honestly, the things that you and I complain about in the younger generation at one time, we were just like it. Say, I ain't never been all what they are today. You see that word deceived? It covers a multitude. <laughs> yeah, you, you might not have been just like it, but you were deceived at some point in your life. Disobedient, foolish. Is everybody all right? Their consideration. We need to consider the mess that we survive. When we're dealing with people, we, hey, listen, if our church is going to be healthy and if our church is going to grow, we all have to work together, but we're going to have to consider some things. We're going to have to consider the fact that we were all just like the ones that God has instructed us to teach. We have to consider the reason or the man that we saw. I love this verse, verse number four. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. If we go back into chapter number three and verse number 11, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Not only are we to consider the mess that we were in, but we are, consider, we are to consider the man that came to us. Every single one of us was on a pathway away from God, leading us straight to hell. And yet the grace of God, according to verse 5 of chapter 3, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. What are you saying? I said, consider the fact that you didn't get what you deserve. Consider the fact that you didn't get what you deserve. Consider what you were and the mercy that was shown unto you by God that came to this earth and died for you and I. The kindness and love of God, the grace of God that was extended to you and I. We need to consider that. Our consideration when we are teaching others. Oh, I need somebody to help me. Man, we get so frustrated when people don't do things the way we think they ought to do them. But consider the mess you were before Jesus found you. Consider the man that came to where you were and saved you. And consider the mercy that you secured. The Bible says in verse 5, I just read it, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. By the washing of regeneration. <laughs> when we got saved, we got, I need somebody to help. Y'all better help me. We got clean. That means no matter how wicked, how dirty we were, when we got saved, we were clean by the washing of regeneration and by the renewing of the Holy Spirit, a new work in us. A new creation. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Tonight, I want you to remember we're in a classroom. 
classes in session. Every time we come through these doors, we need to remember classes in session. You fellas with gray hair and no hair, <laughs> you have a responsibility. But you are to do it sound in faith, in charity, in patience. Mm. I need everyone of the old men. Let me take that back. Every one of the gray hairs and every one of the no hairs. You ought to be on the altar. Because God's given you a responsibility to teach somebody in this church. And to do so, you're going to need to be sound in faith. Sound in charity. Oh, you need it. You need it. We all do. As we get older, come on, y'all help me. We get a little harder. We need some charity. We need some patience. Not the waiting kind, the enduring, the persevering, the pressing on, the not quitting. Is everybody with me? So all the aged men should be on the altar. All the aged women, you have a responsibility to set an example just like the aged men and to teach. All right, so all you ladies with gray hair or colored hair. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't everybody to hear me. Is everybody all right? Hey, you ain't fooling nobody. Everybody knows you dye your hair. Is everybody, I'm going to move over on this side. Everybody knows you dye your hair. You try to look as young as you want to. But I promise you, if we took you away from a store and put you on a campsite down there by the river, after about a month or two, we'd find out how aged you really were. You have a responsibility. I'm having fun with this. I probably shouldn't, but I am. You have a responsibility to some people in here. All you young men, you have a responsibility too. I know you know everything. I know you got it all figured out. I need somebody to help me right here. I need somebody to help me. I'd give anything to sit with my grandpa one more time on that front porch in a rocking chair with a popsicle in my hand, a popsicle in his hand, and him telling me about life. Because back then I thought I knew it all. Didn't think I needed to listen to him. I give anything. Sit back on that porch in Hazelhurst, Georgia, up under them pecan trees and hear my grandpa talk to me about life again. While you think you know everything right now, you have much to learn. You young ladies, the same applies to you. So let's tonight, as a church, gather around the altar. Don't come to the piano. Let's accept our responsibility. Whether you're an aged man, an aged woman, a young man, a young woman, whether you're a teacher in this church, myself included as a pastor, we have a responsibility to each other. We're to be sound in faith, sound in love, sound 
in patience. Be diligent. Be faithful in all fidelity. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you. And Lord, I'm so thankful, Lord, for our church. Lord, this place is amazing. The people that you've put together, the people that you've brought in to this building, yearning, desiring to learn more about you. Lord, as we've learned tonight, we can't, we can't just leave out parts of the Bible that we don't want to listen to and don't want to talk about, but God, we must learn from all of it. Lord, to set the order for the church and how we are to behave, how we are to conduct ourselves. As we've looked at tonight, we all have a responsibility. The church is one big, great classroom with many teachers, many that are leading by example. So Lord, I pray that you give us the strength, Lord, to be the example to those that are behind us, those that are younger than us. Lord, for those that are younger, Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, even myself included, Lord, that you would give us a spirit that is willing to receive instruction, willing to heed to it and listen. Not subverting your word, but God being taught, being instructed to better behave ourselves, to be better Christians. Lord, I thank you for this place. I thank you for every individual in here. God, I ask you now to use each and every one of us. As the church grows, God, let us accept the responsibility we have. Not just throw it on the pastor, not just throw it on the Sunday school teachers, not just throw it on children's church workers, but God, every single one of us has a responsibility to the individuals that are in this church. Lord, I pray that you'd use us. Remind us. Let us consider the mess we were. The mercy that you showed. The grace that was extended to us. God, may we use that in our ministering to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.